her to come back out. No go. I walked over to her door and looked for a doorbell. There was none, so I started pounding on the door. It shook under the onslaught. The wood was so rough it scraped my knuckles like sandpaper. Paint chips fell off as if the door had a bad case of dandruff. But the bat lady did not appear. So now what? Kick down the door and then what? Find an old lady in a weird white dress and demand she explain her wackadoodle rants? Maybe she had gone upstairs. Maybe Bat Lady was now getting ready for her loony day, changing out of her white dress, heading to the shower. Ugh. Time to go. I didn't want to miss the first bell anyway. My homeroom teacher, Mr. Hill, was a stickler for punctuality. Plus, I still hoped that Ashley would show up today. She had vanished into thin air. Maybe she would just reappear the same way. I met Ashley three weeks ago at high school orientation for both new kids, Ashley and me, for example, and incoming freshmen, all of whom already knew one another because they went to middle school and elementary school together. No one ever seems to leave this town. An orientation should consist of visiting your classes, getting a tour of the facilities, and maybe meeting a few classmates. But no, that's not enough. We had to participate in these moronic, dehumanizing, and totally awkward team-building exercises. The first involved the trust fall. Ms. Owens, a PE teacher with a smile that looked like it'd been painted on by a drunk clown, started off by trying to fire us up. Good morning, everyone! A few groans. Then, and I hate when adults do this, she shouted, I know you're more excited than that, so let's try it again. Good morning, everyone! The students yelled, Good morning! Louder this time, not because they were excited, but because they wanted her to stop. We were broken down into groups of six. Mine featured three incoming freshmen and three upperclassmen who had just moved to town. One of you will stand on this pedestal and wear a blindfold, Ms. Owens exclaimed. Everything she said ended in an exclamation mark. You will cross your arms, and now I want you to pretend that the pedestal is on fire. <gasps> oh, no! Ms. Owens put her hands on her cheeks like the kid in Home Alone. It's so hot that you'll have to fall back. Someone raised his hand. Why would we keep our arms crossed if the pedestal was on fire? Murmurs of agreement. Ms. Owens's painted-on smile didn't change, but I thought I noticed a twitch in her right eye. Your arms are tied! They are? No, they're not. Pretend! But if we pretend that, why do we need the blindfold? Can't we just pretend not to see? Or close our eyes? Ms. Owens fought for control. The pedestal is so hot from the fire that you'll fall backward off of it. Backward? Wouldn't we jump, Ms. Owens? Really? Why would we fall backward? I mean, if it's that hot... Ms. Owens had enough. Because I say so! You will fall backward! 
The rest of the group will catch you. Then you'll switch places until everyone has a turn falling backward. We all did this, though some of us were hesitant. I'm six four and weigh two hundred pounds. The group winced when they saw me. Another girl in my group, an incoming freshman dressed all in black, was on the fat side. I know I should call her something other than fat, something more politically correct, but I'm not sure what without sounding condescending. Large, chubby, heavy. I say those without judgment the same way I might say small, bony, or skinny. The big girl hesitated before she climbed onto the pedestal. Someone in our group laughed. Then someone else. Other than to show this girl that cruelty will not stop when you enter high school, I had no idea how this exercise was supposed to help anyone.